This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I need information. I thought you might be able to help. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. Now tell us everything. Everything. All right, well, Katie Holmes' public makeout streak with Emilio, the famous chef, continues. The new lovebirds were snapped strolling through Central Park, holding hands, and to put it a nice way, getting kind of real hot and heavy with each other. Whoa. They were eating each other's faces, really... just like Robert Pattinson and Suki Waterhouse I... in London yesterday. I, I love it. I'm, I'm glad okay. to see it, quite frankly. <laughs> Absolutely. It uh, looks like they're having some fun for sure. The new couple linked up earlier this month, and it appears to have broken up, you were saying, with his fiance, right? He, he, yeah. he was engaged just as early as we think the beginning of August, but you know what? Sometimes there's no better way to get over a broken engagement then get a hot new girlfriend or boyfriend there you go move on yeah all right this one's a little more serious kanye west is raising concerns after tweeting and deleting a disturbing message in which he wrote about being murdered and having his daughter north taken away from him okay Mm. he is full-blown manic bipolar he's in the mania phase of this and it's really Apparently, you know why, one reason why he, like, now, this is just, I did some reading on bipolar, but you have to, like, watch how many things you plan for yourself when you know that if you don't want to take Medicaid, whatever, whatever all of his excuse, he works, he can work, like, 24 hours in a row and then go to sleep. It's, like, the worst thing. He's His cycle. He, he his, keeps his sleep himself is off. awake. His sleep is mm-hmm. off, and then that exaggerates, and it seems like you can kind of tell. He's spiraling bad. He really, yeah. really is. You know, Chris Jenner's talking as a source to people, and yeah. he's definitely getting out in front of the story from yeah. Kim's perspective, saying I mean, it's that... it's just, he's, that's mm-hmm. what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tweet. Do you want to hear what the tweet said? Or I, I mean, it's it's it, going to be nonsense. Yeah, it is really nonsense. Is what it's going to be. Uh, yeah, but it makes sense to him in his manic uh, thinking. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it makes all the sense in the world to him. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely deleted real quickly too. So clearly, someone's also in his ear trying to tell him to. Well, I'm sure he's got an assistant who's just like you know Kim was screaming at her. But, I get that phone. But the assistant seems to be one second too late all the time. You know, with him. Well, Kanye closes the bathroom door. Oh yeah. What are you gonna do? That's yeah. true. All right, Candace Cameron says she and her husband are spicy after a controversial pic of the group goes viral. Candace is happy to defend the posting of a photo of her and her husband grabbing her 
uh, chest area. He just he just honked a boob, right? right? And boy, is she letting. I mean, yeah. she is milking this. We had forgotten about that, and we didn't care then. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I agree, but she's definitely milking it. She said, "I love the fact that so oh. many people oh. had an opinion on it. It made me laugh because I wasn't trying to make a statement. Really, you've come up now what three times in the last week about this story. Uh, we adore each other, and we are spicy together. You know, oh, I'm going to steal a line from our good friend Bradley Trainer that Candace Cameron Bure is spicy like ketchup is. Very true. For more entertainment news, download the MyTalk app or you can go to MyTalk1071.com. That is brand new information. MyTalk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on MyTalk 1071. It's Lori and Julia on MyTalk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. And we're on the MyTalk app. It is sunny, it is Friday, and it's hour one of Lori and Julia. Holly's in. Let's have some fun, guys. Let's have we yeah. are so happy it's Friday today. We are so oh, happy. Are we all just like a happy Friday sigh of relief? And it's nice outside. Beautiful. And yeah. it's just nothing really on the agenda this weekend either. People have had their maybe their first full week of, you know, Zoom school or whatever, however school is looking for you. And I know there's a lot of exhaustion out there for that one. And yeah. um I've had a full week of being a producer and a talk show host. Oh, it's well, look so at you. Much, it's so much fun. I've just loved my life so much since Donnie Love is God. Yes, All the are. haters that emailed us and said, these two girls are going to crack up. You're right. We are starting to crack up. Ah. Oh, honestly. Doing it with finesse. But uh, Donnie did um, text me today and he watched the first two season, first two episodes of Ratchet. And he said that uh, we're going to love it. You're going to love it. I will probably you love will it love more it. than Julia. Julia won't love She's it. She's not even going to want to watch it because I, I think it gets a little too scary, a little too perhaps gory. Yeah. For her. No, she will be out the first scene, I think, of that show if the descriptions are correct. All right. So we got to talk about the thing. That was blowing up the internet last night. And all I can say is that, um, you know, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt are feeling very charitable. Um, One, she's got an Emmy to win on Sunday. And she has been working for it. And I think she's going to get it as Alex Levy on the morning show. And Brad Pitt is, you know, just trying to put in the past, you know, the bad girlfriend PR rollout. But when I was watching that last night, because they recreate this fantasy scene when Phoebe Cates jumps, in, dives in the pool and Judge Reinhold is looking. She thinks, did she kind of see his face? Did she kind of know? Well, well, oh, in the, he's in looking the movie. out the bathroom window. Oh, yeah, that's the whole thing. Whole thing. Is that yeah. eventually, so she's very, well, no, his sister, I think, catches him yeah. watching her. Yes. And then, yes. So yeah, that's but how she walks out. in in the bathroom. The sister know? does. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, just so they recreate this, you know, and the guy's name is Brad, played by Judge Reinhold. And I thought uh, Morgan Freeman was. He's I mean, great as the narrator setting up the stage for everybody. Yeah, and he kind of made, I mean, it was a, it was like steamy in like a, a, 
Oh, an oddly compelling way. <laughs> but these two are actors, and if you think about it, is there anyone who plays the movie star game better than Brad Pitt? No. No. I mean, it's he's constructed the image. He has it here. He's laid back. He's got he's, some man. He, it's managed right. It's a brand, and the performance is just, I mean, he can perform anything. I mean, even... Uh, it would happen this, you know, at the SAG Awards in January. I mean, that gave some tabloid light. I mean, these two are gold. This is what happens when you bring the A-list. Yes. Because I thought the whole thing was really good. Well, right, because not only was Brad Pitt doing the movie star thing, Julia Roberts yeah. played the sister character yes. to Brad Pitt. She and Kimmel could not keep a straight face when Brad and Jen were recreating the swimming... You know, that whole scene, the steamy scene, they couldn't stop laughing. Because you know that they're just looking at it as friends because Jimmy Kimmel is friends. Everybody was friends Friends. with each other who participated in this. And Uh, they knew what was going on and they also had the giggles. That was the best table read that's been done in this whole thing, I think. Yes. Well, it brought the star power. Yeah, it was the A-list. It was the A-list. It was a great script. I mean, when you read a screenplay... You actually are like, wow, that's a really good story. And they did a good job. Let's not forget about Shia LaBeouf oh going Methodist Spicoli. He was amazing <laughs> shirtless in his car and smoking and appeared to be the only one who'd memorized his lines. He took a very method, Lori. He was oh, very serious. I love him. I love him. He kind of stole the show. I mean, it was all about Brad and Jennifer Aniston's thing last night, but he really did steal the show. I mean, Sean Penn could not stop laughing. Right. It was, I mean, I mean, we got, a, and the fact that she had to keep calling him Brad, and then he looked so tossled. He oh, did. In the, all the right surfer dude ways. His <laughs> tossled bohemian and, and the double t-shirt. And his and, beaded oh. bracelets. Where do you think he was? Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know where he was. He was in a Navy he just had a Navy background, so because it felt like you could see that Jennifer Aniston was like in her, like a little like a room she has. Yeah, because it looked like she was home and yeah. everyone else was home. I was just wondering if maybe he was in L.A. or maybe he was in France. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, I like. What are you doing with that Nicole person, Brad? I don't know that he, that might be just, that's going to be like a fly-in, um, quiet, you know, hotel kind of a situation. I don't think he's, I don't think she's going to be the new girlfriend. Because Brad publicly. Pitt and Jennifer Aniston still have chemistry together. It's so obvious. It really is. Or I'm, do we want it to be obvious? Well, I mean, first of all, they've known each other. I, I mean, they've... Both had to become, I mean, both of that. She really has, until she went in a different PR direction, I mean, she milked that divorce and breakup and the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, it went on and on, but all of them did in their own way. Angelina did it. Brad did it. I mean, when Angelina and Brad were together, they would always have something to say if she had a movie coming out. Yes. So they've been tied and they know the business. And I mean, I don't know. I think that they, when I saw them, their natural encounter backstage, because I have trained my bladder to go to the bathroom before I have a full bladder. But thank God I did it because then I saw them. Okay. (laughs) Smart move. 
But you know what I mean? I yeah. saw them and they grabbed each other's elbows. Yeah. Okay, you know, when you like talk to somebody like that, oh, it's so good to see you, you know, and they were aware that people were kind of watching, but they were away from all the press. I mean, you could just tell that there's they do like each other, even though he broke her heart. But she's probably done the work and figured out how she broke his heart because she didn't want to have a baby when he wanted to have a baby. Right. She still wanted to do career stuff, go to yeah. Cabo, have her life. I feel like Jennifer Aniston is the kind of person she has her vibe. And she wants to do it. Yeah. And she wasn't going to change. No. And I wouldn't want to have a baby if I didn't feel like having one at that time either. Totally. So I understood it. But Mm -hmm. anyway, I think uh, they they didn't even flinch. She had to call him Brad. (laughs) And then, you know, the whole thing, I've always thought you were so cute. Yeah. Or whatever. It was, yeah, anyway. I, I liked it. But yeah, Shia LaBeouf, he was really good. So I don't know how much money that raised, but it's a Sean Penn for uh, his, uh, he's getting money out to, uh, uh, for coronavirus and, um, and something, something else that he's doing with the money. But I think they raised some do re me last night. I think they did too. But that was excellent. It was yeah. really good. All good right. entertainment. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Well, hold on, because, you know, Brad Pitt is still trending today, 12 hours after that table reader, whatever it is, however many hours it's been. And Holly did clip uh, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt doing the table read of the masturbation scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, basically Phoebe Cates and Judge Reinhold. And, uh, you know, what's his name, Uh, Morgan Freeman narrating it, but I like that you just clipped that. Yes, well, there's a bunch of clips from the table read last night and a bunch of screenshots, including Shia LaBeouf as Piccoli and Julia Roberts just being effervescent. In the oh, movie she star really she was. Is. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Kimmel and Matthew McConaughey, it, it was just really good. But the screenshots that people took of Brad Pitt, uh, like, you know, they post, I never thought I had a type, but I was wrong. My type is officially Brad Pitt at 57. Oh. I mean, people are losing their mind. Um, and then, you know, when he said, hey, how you doing? You know, the Joey line. Oh, oh. <sighs> just, it's really something. Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta look at that. Okay, so uh, Jimmy Kimmel, of course, he uh, took part in that last night. He's back from, you know, his three-month, whatever he did, uh, you know, with his wife and kids that he, he took off. But he's back hosting the Emmys on Sunday night. And... Um, uh, this this report is from uh, GMA on what is going to be a very different Emmys. Although Jimmy Kimmel will be broadcasting from the Emmy stage for a third time, this year he will feel a very noticeable absence. All of the nominees. Are you more nervous this time around or less nervous because as you keep saying in promos, what could go wrong? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> I am nervous. I'm not nervous about my own performance and the response I will get because I will be getting no response. <laughs> I've... I really, I've settled on that, but I am nervous about the technical end of it because it's not something I know much about, not something I can control. In an unprecedented technical feat, each nominee has received an individual camera set so they can be live from their own homes. That means nearly 150 cameras streaming in, all reliant on a very strong Wi-Fi signal. Think about just trying to Zoom with your grandparents and now imagine that we've got 150 celebrities who haven't made themselves lunch in like 19 years, many of them, <laughs> now trying to connect technically to an award show. And that's those are the challenges we're facing. Oh. Well, right. Gosh. Just imagine the layout of whoever's directing this program is going to have to look at all of these screens and have a massive setup be ready to like troubleshoot also at the same time. I'm actually really excited to see how this is all going to play out. Yeah, and you know what? I'm kind of excited. Maybe there's some people in Hollywood, maybe they had to hire a, just a ton more people mm-hmm. who haven't been working and haven't had, you know, they haven't had a thing. I mean, I do know, like, I've read this story about, like, how the photographers, the bank of photographers that are always at the award shows, like, all of this is hurting them. Yeah, there's not a lot to photograph. There. I mean, no award shows to go to or very or red carpets mm-hmm. or anything like that. Kind of the bread and butter of yeah. what these photographers make. But at least from a technical point of view, I bet they had to hire a ton of production assistants and camera people and tech people. But the quote unquote below the line. Yeah, it's probably a huge, very huge venue. OK, let's play one more. Have you guys given any parameters to the nominees in terms of how long they should go on speeches? The difference between people being in the studio and at home is we don't have a band in their living room to play them off the air. You can play. You can play. play. I didn't get that loud. Nobody got that loud music. We know that some people are going to go on and on and on, and I don't know... What we'll do if they go on too long, I suppose I could just say, oh, we lost them and hit a button and that's the end of it. And maybe that is what we'll do. I kind of like that. While he hopes the winners won't go on too long, he does hope they will make it a family affair. People are going to win an Emmy in their house with their hopefully family and maybe their parents and maybe a couple of people that that they trust. And uh, I think it will be, I hope it will be exciting to see that excitement, that real family excitement, because it's one thing when your co-producer is standing next to you clapping or one of your co-stars, and it's another thing when it's your, like, nine-year-old daughter. Yeah, that's so true. I hadn't thought about that. It kind of reminds me of when kids get acceptances to colleges, and then it's a surprise, and then everyone around you is super hyped for you. Right, right, yeah. I would like to watch that. I know, I do too, and, 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 uh, so it starts on, it's at seven o'clock on Sunday night. So um, I know I won't feel blue on Sunday because A, I'm going to have an award show and then we're going to have a lot to talk about on Monday. And then we get to talk about all uh, the fashion. Uh, yeah, whatever they dress up at at home. Come as you are, but make an effort. Oh my, <laughs> worst, worst. I mean, I don't know. I just think that some of the ladies are talking to each other. 
oh, possibly castmates and are stuff. fluttering behind the right. scenes. You know that this is going to be a style. But do you event. think people? Because like Taylor Swift, uh, you know, last night or the night before at the AMAs, you know, she went very um, pandemic casual. I would call it. I mean, really, no false eyelashes. Uh, her hair was not style. It was just kind of her curly bangs and just a. A swipe of mascara and a splash of lipstick. It's Even her outfit was very low key. I don't know. I so I wonder, you know, if that doesn't feel more like people are just like, why should we pretend anymore? Sure. <laughs> I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna depend on the star. I guess. I think some people be, will be able to tell by yeah. how some people are if they're in full glam and. I bet some people will be in full glam more than others. I'd have to look at the nominee list about well, we're who's going to be. Up we're going to talk with Neil Justin because, uh, uh, you know, of course, he watches a lot of TVs. I don't know if he watches as much as we do, but I know he interviews a lot more people and writes some great stories. So we're going to talk to him about the Emmys and uh, who he thinks is going to win and just some other uh, TV stuff. But yeah, that will be very. Interesting, I think. To see how it all plays out. And the predictions right now are that Watchmen and Bleeps Creek mm-hmm. are going to be the winners to watch out for. And I do think Jennifer Aniston is going to win. She's yeah. up against Laura Linney and Ozark. She's up against um, the two ladies. What What's their names from Killing Eve? Jodie Comer and Sandra O oh mm-hmm. and Olivia Coleman. And I just think hands down, she was on the morning show, Alex Levy. She's great. She's like even, best even of though her all those other women were really great, there's something about that performance. And it's all the same people voting that voted at the SAG, actors for actors. All right. So I so. think she has a good chance of winning. All right, we'll be right back with Neil Justin. Okay, yeah. Do we have him? He's here. All right, hey. Neil. Hey. Did you like how I tweeted you to just be on our show? That was the only way to get your attention. Uh, yes, that's the only way. I only communicate through Twitter now. <laughs> Good and, to know. And pigeons. Oh, I know. And Neil, I I don't know why I'm so bad about. I, did, Neil, we're not producers. That's what we're learning. <laughs> okay. I I don't think that's a news headline, but uh, <laughs> you're doing the best you can. We all are. I know. Everybody's got a couple of jobs. It feels like everybody. That's right. Thank God we have jobs. Yeah, I know. So that- should have them. That is it. Okay, so I did, uh, we always like to talk to you because, you know, the Emmys are coming up and you had a great uh, story. I mean, this was like the end of July about the kind of what you thought were some of the biggest snubs and surprises from the Emmys Mm -hmm. nominations. But I, you know, I, I just remember feeling like I was excited about it was a different, a lot of different shows. That's what was my overwhelming feeling when I saw the nominations. Do you still feel that yeah, way? I think there's a lot of shows that were kind of dominated the awards uh, for quite some time, and they kind of cycled out, and then we've got new series or new series that are being recognized. It's really interesting that this is its last season. Right. And uh, suddenly everybody's in love with it. it. It got some nominations last year, but nobody really expected it to do well. And now people think it could win Best Series and that Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara will uh, – will win some awards. That's a really interesting story. Oh. Right, because Poops Creek, we as we like to call, Creek, the, call on, it here. On the show, uh, Neil. <laughs> because though. that was a sleeper hit, because when it first came out, it was on Pop TV, right. a network that right. used to be the TV Guide channel. Mm-hmm. 
And then it slowly yeah. got this cult following, and now everyone who watches it is, it is so just good. in it love with so it. Good. Yeah, it's a really weird story. I don't know what to. I mean, yeah, some of it has to do with it getting a bigger audience, but I think it just hung in there, and people eventually found it. And that does happen, especially with sitcoms. It sometimes takes a while, but that show really took a while, and now it's suddenly everybody's favorite. So. It's a very unusual story, uh, but good for them. You know, uh, Eugene Levy and, and Catherine O'Hara won Emmys for writing before, way back, you know, 30 years ago for SCTV, but uh, I don't think either one has even been nominated for acting before. And they're these great veterans, and I think the, there's a lot of affection for them, particularly for Catherine O'Hara. Oh, my gosh. Who I think she... is just fantastic. And I... so... Uh, a lot of those people from that show, you know, get have gotten their due later in their in their lives. Uh, Andrew Martin, you know, kind of had a second wave through Broadway, uh, which was great. And uh, I think Martin Short is somebody who mm-hmm. people are finally realizing is a is a treasure. So good for them. Okay, I want to ask you for uh, who do you think for the dramatic series, best dramatic series? Uh, it's uh, Better Call Saul, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, Stranger Things, and The Mandalorian. Yeah, and Succession. And Succession. What what is going to win? Succession is probably going to win. It is okay. Uh, that that's a heavy favorite, and it's kind of tailor made for Emmy. It's an HBO series, uh, and it's a heavy family drama. Uh, you it's called been on it, for a few years. You called it. You call it an edgier version of Dallas, which I love. That shade, Neil. It's so good. It's so perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it is. That's what a lot of television is, right? Right. Uh, and uh, you know, I think it's got some great acting, and it. it's not my favorite show. I'm not crazy about any of those nominees, but. Uh, it's a solid group, and I think Succession is, is probably going to win. And I don't see anybody else. You know, a couple of those shows have won in the past. They have, right? Okay, just so, one more, one more prediction from you, because <laughs> I think in the limited series category, that's really an interesting group of shows. So Watchmen, which was great, Mrs. America, great, Little Fires Everywhere. I don't know, I didn't watch it. Unbelievable, that was great, and Unorthodox. So what are those? Yeah, that's become that's become the the prestige category. It is you know, the TV movie category is not what it used to be. I think they only have three nominees. This, oh, well, they have five, but a couple of them are basically long TV episodes, right? Uh, like the long Kimmy Schmidt episode is in there, yeah. and so is the uh, Breaking Bad, uh, you know, movie. So uh, there's not much in that category anymore, and. The limited series has kind of surpassed the dramatic series. It I has. think people like the 10, 11 episode approach that's mm-hmm. kind of over and done. You know, Watchmen's not going to come back, and Watchmen's going to win that category. But it is. Okay. there's some wonderful uh, a series in there. Uh, Mrs. America might have gone on a little long, but I thought it was, oh, it was so good. really some great performances and, and well done. And I loved Unbelievable. That was um, that I show. I thought it was great. I'm surprised. The whole cast didn't get nominated for acting awards. Same. I think only Tony Collette uh, and, got and our Merritt Weaver. She's so good yeah. too. Mm-hmm. No Merritt Weaver. Uh, the uh, Catherine Deaver, I think, is her name. Yes, so terrific in it. I don't think she was nominated. Uh, so that one kind of slipped by, and 
Um, it was probably, well, I loved Watchmen. I think Watchmen deserves mm-hmm. to win, but uh, I would have loved to have seen the, uh, both leads in there. Regina King is probably going to win, mm-hmm. and uh, Watchmen will probably win. But that that's really become the prestige category. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's kind of the one we're more interested in seeing. And then it also gives you an idea of shows. Like, did you like Little Fires Everywhere, Neil? Do you recommend that show on Hulu? Uh, I thought it was a little stilted. I mean, uh, Carrie Washington, who, who I usually like, uh, I just never quite – she. It, it felt like too much of a performance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I, yeah. I never felt like it was a real character. I'm not going to watch um, it because I read the book. So you know what oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's another David E. Kelly production. I, I'm not the biggest fan of his in terms of his writing. It doesn't feel real. Uh, so it, I, I wasn't crazy about it. But, um, again, what, what's interesting is all the nominees, really, um, and the best program in this year had strong female leads. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if they weren't the lead, then they dominated the action. And uh, whether it's Little Fires or The Morning Show or Unbelievable or Unorthodox, um, it, it's really extraordinary uh, and uh, and a great sign. I do like, do you think Jennifer Aniston is going to win for The Morning Show? Because she uh, won I the she had a chance. That mm-hmm. is the most interesting category. Uh, that is the toughest one to call. Yeah, do you think um, they would do the same thing kind of like they did with Brad Pitt at the Oscars this year, where it was a culmination of almost like a Lifetime Achievement Award for her? Yeah, except Anderson's won before. She won for Friends one year, the Supporting Actress uh, category, and uh, she would pull off the rare feat of winning uh, for both drama and for comedy. That, that hasn't happened a lot. Uh, so, you know, the show wasn't great, Uh that's a problem. Oh, God. Uh, I loved, we loved that show, loved Neil. We loved it. But we loved the two, we loved the female characters, and maybe that made us love the show more. But I mean, and we watch so much morning show. I mean, you know, we, we watch all the morning shows for our show. I mean, it really struck a chord. Um, with, I understand. And, and I didn't hate it. Uh, yeah. I liked uh, quite a bit of it. Uh, but that competition is heady. Uh, who else is in that category? Well, that's Laura uh, Linney uh, yeah, for, and then, and, you know, the Ozark, and she's great. Sandra Oh and Jody uh, Comer are going to yeah. cancel each other for Killing Eve, and she won it last year, Jody. And then Olivia Coleman for The Crown, and she can't win it because she, they <laughs> they miscast her for those for for The Crown, and as far as aging Claire Foy seven years, she got age 15 years. And then Zendaya is also nominated oh, yeah, in this Zendaya. category, too. Zendaya is in there. Oh, so yeah. it, it's a fascinating category. I think any of them could win it. Um, I actually think Olivia Coleman's going to win oh. if I had to put money on it. <laughs> oh, no. uh, Damn it. But, but I think there's also a chance, you know, you said that the Killing Eve, people might cancel each mm-hmm. other out. Jodie Comer won last year. She did. And I think there are a lot of people, including myself, that think Sandra Oh. Uh, deserves her chance in the spotlight. She won the Golden Globe yeah, that's a few years true. ago. And, and while that show isn't as good as it was its first season, it's still pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, so I'm rooting for Sandra Oh. Um, but I think, uh, I actually think Olivia Coleman is, is a favorite there. But the Emmys love Laura Lenny. She's won a few times before. 
Um, Neil, and, uh, I'll bet you money right now it's going to be Aniston. And my only reason I think that mm. is she won the Screen Actor Guild Awards and it's actors sure. voting on actors. So I think it's going to be the same pattern. Like, why would it well, be any uh, different for the I, Emmys? I think that there's a very good chance. She's probably, uh, I would put her in the second position. Uh, all but right. there's also the feeling that Jennifer Aniston has it all. Uh, right. So, she might not need it as much. And there was backlash on that series. I mean, yeah. not everybody loved it. I- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Even though I wasn't crazy about it, I think I liked it more than most. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Um, right. that, is, that is the most interesting category of the night, though. And will you be Bye-bye. tweeting, um, or will you just be busy writing your story? And you know who has time to tweet? Well, well it's going to be tight because we're on deadline that night. But I'll be, I'll be uh, popping in here and there on Twitter, and it's going to be a really fascinating night. Uh, I've got a story running tomorrow, maybe up online already, about how they're going to pull this off. But there are 140 cameras around wow. the world in people's homes, <laughs> um, and they are unlike the terrible MTV Music Awards. Right. Um, <laughs> they are not going to have anything pre-taped. Yeah. Um, people are going to react spontaneously from their couches, from their backyards. It's kind of exciting. Uh, however they want to dress. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I like. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think so, too. Neil, have you watched Can you stay with us? I mean, have you watched some of these new shows yeah. that are coming, like Ratchet? And can you give us some direction on some new crap we can watch? <laughs> well, Ratchet is really gorgeous. I mean, I, I watched three episodes and I had to stop. Okay, okay. It, You're going to tell us. You're going to tell us. We'll, we have to take a break. We'll be right back with Neil okay. Justin from the Star Tribune. we got to get right to We have Neil Justin, TV critic for the Star Tribune with us. We're talking Emmy talks and, I, you know, we're all excited to watch that Very. on Sunday night. And um, so, Neil, talk to us about Ratchet because Sarah Ugh. Paulson... Uh, finally was on a late night show. Uh, our our beloved Sharon Stone was on uh, with Fallon the other night. And uh, we want this show to be good, but I'm worried. Well, you should be worried. <laughs> uh, it, it is. It's not called American Horror Story, but it might as well be. It's uh, it's got a lot of the same cast members and it's uh, designed to give you the creeps. Uh, I sort of had to bail after uh, they watched, they showed a lobotomy with an ice pick. Uh-huh. I just thought, you know, I don't need this right now. Uh, it's it's pretty gruesome. Uh, there are a lot of uh, homages to old movies. I mean, the, the references to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest are, are strained at best. Okay. Uh, it's got a lot more in common with Alfred Hitchcock What's and that? maybe David Lynch. Um, uh, it's got an interesting look to it, a lot of bright colors. Uh, a lot of moody music, but it's just really, really gory. And uh, I, I'm getting to an age right now that uh, <laughs> I, I don't really need that. But if you want to be, if you want to be grossed out uh, by A-listers, mm-hmm. you know, go for it. Okay, well, that is hardly a ringing endorsement. No. Did you like Hollywood? Because that show, no. I wanted it to be good, like Feud was, or 
you know, something yeah. else, but that had the same kind of problem. No, I think Ryan Murphy, you know, he uh, he stretched himself pretty thin. Yeah. Uh, he's got a uh, another production coming out uh, next week on Netflix or two weeks from now, The Boys in the Band, uh, which, you know, could, could be good because he didn't write it. Um, you know, it's based on <laughs> mm-hmm. the award-winning play. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's got a great cast, too. Uh, Jim Parsons in it and uh, Zachary Zinto, uh, Quinto and a few others. So that might be good. But but the guys, uh, you know, working on four or five things at once. And, and I find that uh, uh, an unfocused Ryan Murphy is uh, a pretty boring Ryan Murphy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I That's think he fair. can do good stuff. Uh, Feud is certainly one of them. But uh, he, uh, there's just too much there, I think, on his plate. Uh, and this is a, a good example. This, this just doesn't feel special to me okay all right talk to us did you see either of these two shows they start on monday one is filthy rich with kim cattrall on fox uh and the other one's ellie's finest with jessica elba and gabrielle union also uh on fox did you see either of those yeah i have not watched filthy rich uh i did watch ellie's finest which actually premiered uh about a year and a half ago on spectrum right which but who the hell saw it on that uh, so it's going to be new to uh, most viewers here. Okay. And it's a pretty typical police action drama. There's uh, a lot going on, and um, it's uh, not terribly deep. Uh, but the fun of it is watching Gabriel Union and Jessica Alba, two legitimate movie yeah. stars, uh, playing buddy cops. And, you know, it's not the most novel thing in the world to have women playing the bad boys. But well, we haven't it had works. it for a while. What's that? We haven't had two. We haven't had two female cops, you know, being the leads on a show that I can think of for a while. The last one yeah, I can think of not, is Rizzoli uh, and I. You know, they're yeah. kicking butt. It's not Cagney and Lacey. It's okay. not unbelievable. Where they're sort of leading on uh, mat- mat- metro. Uh, what's the right word? Mat- matronal ways. Yeah. Uh, they are. Uh, they are emptying their guns just as fast as the boys are okay um so that's fun you know and, and they are movie stars they're fun to look at they're fun to watch they're good actresses um cool. the rest of the cast kind of wasted uh in the episode i've seen about three episodes and, and ernie hudson who's uh one of us Love now, him. You know, he lives here in minnesota mm-hmm. he plays gabriel's dad but he's not in very much of it um there's some other good actors in there too but it's definitely all dominated by by Alba and Union, and and that's fine. Okay, uh, I think it's uh, I think it, I think it's fun. All right, good because yeah. I kind of I mean I'd like to check that out. And you didn't watch Filthy Rich because you didn't have an option, or you just didn't want to have time. I had the option. I just didn't. You know, you got to pick and choose, Laura. I can't do everything. <laughs> but Kim Cattrall, pulpy drama, isn't that right up your alley, Neil? <laughs> No, that's uh, that's in an alley that goes nowhere in my world. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, well, something I think, my Neil. My gosh, you've misjudged me terribly. I know, uh, we have. Uh, some... I have been watching. I've been trying to get through all the new uh, Fargo episodes. Fargo starts oh. next Sunday. And? I'll have a big preview running. Not this Sunday, but, but the, next Sunday. Next and Sunday? it's good. It's good. Oh, exciting. Well, something yeah. I think that you have watched, and you may have written about it. It's the second season of Pen15 on Hulu. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, I've got a, a interview with the with the two uh, women that created that show and star in it running uh, this Sunday. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's a, a show a lot of people I, I talk to who don't normally watch TV really like. Um, and it's, uh, for those who don't know, 
these actresses are, I think, about 30 years old, but they're playing 15-year-olds, 14 or 15-year-old girls trying to get through middle school, and they're not doing a very good job of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, they are misfits and feeling insecure. And, and it really does a, a really good job of capturing how frightening that period of life is, mm-hmm. particularly for a young woman. Uh, and you kind of forget that they're adults playing these kids pretty quickly. They, they don't play it for laughs. That part, they don't play it for laughs. Uh, but that whole awkward period of growing up, it kind of reminded me of Freaks and Geeks and My So-Called Life. And yeah, okay. Those great series. Uh, I really I really enjoy that series a lot. I got to watch this show because I usually love anything to do with, you know, well, for sure, high school, Neil. <laughs> I mean, any guy watching this show is going to have a new appreciation, appreciation for... for what it's like to have your first period. Yeah. No. Yeah, and everything um, else. They just cause... make that look like the scariest thing in the world. And, uh, I mean, it's funny, too, but um, that's another great thing about series like that. Even if you're not a, a young girl who never been a young girl, um, a good show like that can, can really uh, – make you empathetic, uh, just like my so-called life did. I mean, yeah. that's still one of the greatest TV shows ever made. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. And uh, this is a good time to go back and watch it, even if you watch it before. It's just, it's so good. It is. It really is a good show. How about The Duchess? Did you watch that by any chance? No, on no, Netflix? no. You know, you. I think you have the wrong person on, on the call. <laughs> Lori's trying you, to curate. You have a completely different understanding of who I am. I All know. right, one show. If we're going to watch it right now, Neil, Justin, what would you say? Go watch the show right now. Uh, well, there's a good series that starts. Uh, let's see, it starts next Friday, called "The Wilderness of Air," which is uh, if you like the true crime stuff, mm-hmm. you know the Jenks and making of a murderer and Tiger King to a certain extent. This might be your next fix. It's about um, the murder uh, of Jeff McDonald's family. And then some older people may oh, remember the the, uh, the army doctor. Army doctor, yeah. Who was convicted. There was a TV movie made about it called Fatal Vision. Right. Which pretty much uh, concluded that he had done it. Done it. Okay, um, cool. Well, Errol Morris, the filmmaker, thinks he's innocent. Okay. And so uh, he's got on this quest to prove it. And he didn't make this miniseries, this docuseries, but it sort of follows him as he goes back over the clues and, and where he may oh, have been. Neil, we uh, have to. It's really good. Great. We have to go, Neil. Thanks so much for joining us. We got to take a break. Okay, take care, All guys. Right, take Bye. care. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.